you know, welcome everybody to an, another episode of Music Mondays. Uh, Natalie, I think this is episode like 377. I don't know. I've, I I've lost, lost track. track. I can't tell you. But uh, it's all good. We're out here. Louis out gallivanted around in New Orleans somewhere. So he won't be joining us tonight. Lord knows what he's up to. Uh, but Natalie comes through as she always does. And I'd like to welcome very special guest Hudson. Um, Hudson. You know, let's uh, let's let's get into it, man. How you feeling tonight? I know you said you were you were kind of jacked up, had a little bit too much coffee. How you feeling? Yeah. Um, can you hear me okay still? I'm getting kind of rugged. My, um, yeah, you're good. Wi-Fi issues, but but yeah, I'm feeling just wired. I had a little bit too much caffeine, but good for the space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, uh, we'll get on. We'll get some real like up tempo stuff here and see if we can get you to freestyle with Natalie. You've been trying to get me to freestyle for the last few oh, weeks, and it ain't going to happen. You have a better chance. Never mind. I'm not going to say that. It's too spicy. Um, <laughs> oh, he got rugged, rugged. <laughs> he did a Natalie, and he got rugged. <laughs> there he is. Yeah, we, we said something about him having a freestyle. He was like, out. He was like, this show is over. Adios. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're back. Yeah, I got rugged. All good, man. <laughs> Yeah, it happens. I did a I did a space last week with uh, with Black Dave, and like literally, like in the middle of the space, Twitter just cut out everything. We're like, uh, okay, so it happens. Twitter doing Twitter things, but anyway, man. So I want to get right into your music. You know, that's the whole vibe here on Music Mondays. We like we want to hear we want to hear about people making dope music. And um, I I dove in, man. I was I was digging through the SoundCloud, so I've got lots of questions, but. You know, um, I want to get through the standard thing first. Um, have you kind of tell everybody about who you are? I know you've been making music for some time now, and now you have the the Hudson persona where it's uh, it is fully anonymous. Like, you know, you've got the mask. Uh, you know, it's it's not something where you're 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 trying to come off as something else. Uh, you you know, when I was reading what you had written, it, you know, it's a clean slate, but let me not butcher it. If, can you describe it? Yeah. Um, I mean, I pretty much this whole, it's my music career started through just kind of messing around making beats when I was like middle school. When I was like 12 or so trying to make, yeah, it's like trance music. I remember I wanted to be Tiesto back in the day. Um, yeah, it was. And then I realized after a couple of moments, I was like, oh, I just really, I just wanted to look cool. I don't know if I was necessarily connecting with the music, but it was fun. Um, but yeah, the whole persona has, it's kind of like I started just with the branding um, and just going off of that, not really showing my face. Um, and yeah, the name actually came from, there's this place called Edmonton, Alberta. It's up in Canada. Um, that had like, there's this Canadian company called the Hudson's Bay Company. And there was this one street downtown or this building that had the Hudson's Bay Company was founded in whatever year. And it had like, a, I noticed it had a V in it. So I was like, whoa, that looks super like trapped as fuck. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to take that. Um, and then, yeah, I just eventually dropped the Bay part because it was a bit corny. Um, but yeah, it's, Pretty much, I landed on Hudson um, as, because I always wanted to do um, like a mask type of thing, kind of pseudo anon, um, but I didn't actually get the chance to execute on it until 
I had uh, the show in this TV show in China came up and I was put, putting this mask together with my friend, Mark, who uh, helped me design the mask. Like we just pulled an all nighter like the day before I had to leave. So clutch on him for that shout out. Um, but yeah, that's where the mask actually came from. And it's just, yeah, I, I kind of just been going with the flow of things. And now I'm almost arrived at this, um, I guess, this kind of persona, this musical persona simulation. Because Hudson, I, I do want to see Hudson as like a robot almost. Because like we, we do play personas online. You know, I feel like we all kind of wear masks uh, in the digital age. So that's kind of what I'm leaning towards right now. No, I like it. And on the topic of the mask, and I know I tweeted something at you once, and I was like, so your your performance, at least the one I saw, like had mad energy, like you were, you know, jumping around and like really getting after it. Like, and, and I love that. I love the energy in the live performance. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you know, people sitting around for a live performance, it's, it's kind of boring to watch. So I, I did like your performance, but that thing looked hot as hell. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty gross, honestly, because I can't really wash it. Um, because it has like it's just hot glued together, pretty much. And then I have like a base layer that I put on. It's basically like a ski mask, so it looks kind of sus without the mask on. Um, but yeah, it's just it's nasty. Gets stuffy. Um, hard to breathe in it, and like I can't really drink water underneath that so it's just like i'm just going full you know energy um just laying it all out Jeez, and you don't have a backup one no i don't which is like oh man yeah but i'm thinking i have to get you a, another one yeah i'm thinking of like the next iteration i don't know if i'll go mask off or not but i'm still trying to like portray the whole uh simulation kind of robot persona so that is yeah currently under the works soon tm uh but yeah Nice. So um, I'm going to get straight into the music and there's lots of things that I noticed, um, but I do want to talk about the album Insecurity because um, that's that's the first thing that, you know, that's what I saw you play and that's what is up on catalog. So that's kind of your Web3, your, uh, as far as I know, your first foray into Web3 as far as music is concerned. Uh, and, and you were, there was a lot behind really kind of the thought with the album process, with the naming, with each song. Um, can you talk about that album? Yeah, I mean, pretty much that, that's when I was going through like a transition in terms of, um, yeah, just like finding what my sound is um, in terms of, cause I was doing a lot of EDM and a lot of, yeah, just heavily on the production side. I never uh, really wanted to, do vocals on my stuff but um i guess yeah i just i remember having a conversation with one of my friends um and he's telling me about like stuff i forget which other artist but he's like oh yeah he started doing vocals with, with his stuff and then that's when he started to really take off and yeah i really wanted to i guess like i always had like an inkling of wanting to put vocals on my tracks Cause, um, you know, um, cause yeah, my dad, he basically, yeah, he was a singer and just like kind of taught me how to, uh, play guitar and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I just kind of started experimenting with that and it was, I guess the project that I wanted to 
finally, I guess, come out of my shell. And just the mask was a good way to kind of, it's interesting. I guess that's where the whole like insecurity play on words came into play. Um, but yeah, it was, you know, it's basically adolescent heartbreak, unrequited love type that I, it took me a long time to get over. So I feel like I'm like a sensitive person. Um, but yeah, I just kind of decided to lay it all out there. I'm like, whatever, it felt right. Um, and yeah, I just, a lot of the songs, they just kind of, it was just mostly emotion, you know, just raw emotion, just whatever in the moment I'd say. Um, and yeah, something just cohesive started to come up as a um, product of that. So yeah. No, I, I really like it. And I've listened through the album uh, multiple times. And it's it's cur it's curious to me. Um, and I always look at, at these numbers to kind of see what people gravitate towards. And, and obviously some of this can have to do with your promotion and whatnot. But I, I really find it that um, it looks like most people went towards For Myself and Peace and Company, which I like both of those. But to be honest with you, my favorite tracks off of the album were Still Think of You and Cross My Mind. And um curious did like did you did you i i don't know if you promoted anything as a single on here uh was there was there one that was like uh there's no title track as far as i could see yeah i mean um peace and company was the first track i made like the first kind of um adventure into making a vocal track or a track with my vocals so that was pretty much what i considered to be the single and then for myself was kind of um i guess decided by market and the listeners like that was the one that everyone liked but yeah i mean all of those songs i pretty much like that was the first time i was proud of something i'd put out like cohesively under one project so um yeah i mean like i like all of those tracks i listen to my stuff every now and then too um because like yeah at the end of the end of the day i was just making music for myself as like a form of therapy and if other people connect with it that's just the bonus you know no yeah it, i i think you made it man so uh a, a really good barometer of it so i have a six-year-old my daughter's six and usually you know I, I play almost all my music in front of her um i do try to be mindful of some of the things that people will say with different different vocals and whatnot but she really loves your album so that's a good sign oh, if you can awesome. make us yeah, I was gonna say if you can make a six-year-old happy with your music, dude, like you, you're doing all right. So, um, I do like to showcase some of the music here. So I'm gonna play "Still Think of You," and then uh, we'll come back and I've got more <laughs> questions. That, and I'll stop hogging. I'll let Natalie hop in too. Sounds good. <laughs> Thank you. 
got the sound effects on there man so i love that track and uh i do want to say as far as i know and correct me if i'm wrong you're a one-stop shop like you do the whole thing you, you wrote the songs full production mix and master and everything right yeah pretty much or i guess yeah not not pretty much i did do everything um but yeah that was uh pretty um yeah i've been producing music for a long time you know that was my full-time thing up until COVID, um, I was also DJing and doing like uh, audio engineering and production work for other people. So, yeah, I like to think that um, my skill set is, yeah, I can pretty much just do whatever I want, which is nice. Yeah, you, you don't have to be modest, man. We, we'll get Natalie going here and I say, you ain't got to be modest. Like, you throw it in there, man. Like, you, you did all of it. You do it well. Um, Natalie, I, I don't know. Was that the first time you ever heard that? Yeah, um, I actually read your post the other day. I don't know what day it was like. No, actually, that was last year. <laughs> I was like, I read your post yesterday. No, that post is from last year. And I think you recently like resurfaced it. And I think, um, yeah, so that was the first time I actually heard your music, though, which is funny. Uh, because I, I like I hear a lot of like artists in the space like just talking blah 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 but it's so impossible for me to like listen to like everything um especially when I listen to like Bobby Brown and like Thalia and repeat every day so like, um but that was the first time I heard you and it was honestly like I was telling somebody in an interview I was doing this morning that like music is not just me listening to the lyrics or the production or the beat like music is like a spiritual journey and I have a very spiritual connection to like whatever I'm listening to and it's it's that was so beautiful so yeah long answer I don't care thank you yeah that means a lot um it just yeah it's kind of weird because like you spent so much time on this thing and um you it's like at the end of the day it's just like wiggly sound wiggly air hitting the eardrum so it's like oh what is the value of this but yeah appreciate it so I'm curious too, man, because I was, like I said, I was digging through your SoundCloud. I found a lot of old stuff. Um, you definitely seem to like samples, which is right up my alley. Like I, I love when people dig into samples. Um, I know I posted earlier today the Bobby Caldwell one, but not just that. Like this seems to be like actually like a heavy like '90s R&B kind of flavor for you. Is it is, like is that kind of your like? I know you said you like you kind of turned like the EDM style into it, or you put a little bit of a dance into it. But 
you know, talk, talk about that. Like wh- wh- where does that influence come from? Yeah, it's funny you say that. Um, I guess it's so, that's almost, yeah, that's part of my genetics. Cause my, um, I remember my parents telling me about, um, when I was still kind of in the womb, she would listen to my uncle, uh, DJ. And so, yeah, he's the one that taught me to DJ, um, as well, um, growing up and yeah, he just was involved in that whole scene. He was, he would be playing a lot of like the early or late nineties, early two thousands, um, hip hop records, hip hop R and B stuff. And I remember vividly, like one of my, uh, the first songs I heard was like no diggity. Um, and I guess, yeah, just that era has had an influence on me as well. So yeah, I appreciate you noticing that. Yo, so Natalie and I always date ourselves in these spaces, but yeah, that's that's right up my alley right there, man. And so this is this is funny because this is actually one of my like my favorite kind of go to question that I always try to to sneak into everybody, but it kind of fits well right here. I find that just about everybody as a child at at some point uh, with a parent or a caretaker or uncle or whoever cousin had kind of like a go-to album or go-to song that they would listen to. In my case, it was my mom playing tapes in the car. Um, Natalie, I don't know what they did back in Natalie's day. Maybe it was like an old violin or something like that. But um, <laughs> I'm surprised she didn't chime in right there. Um, but I'm curious, is, was there like a, is there a song that sticks out in your mind or an album that sticks out in your mind where, um, you're like, oh, yeah, I know that in and out because my parents used to play it. I'll just give you an example. Mine is like the old, old Mariah Carey song, Someday. I know that song front to back, and I hate it, but I haven't heard that song probably in like 20 plus years, but I still know in and out. I'm just curious what that would be for you. There's like a bunch of, um, and in terms of like cohesive projects and albums, honestly, like I grew up on a lot of, um, I mean, besides R&B stuff, a lot of just kind of like pop music, like boy bands, like Backstreet Boys, Britney Spears, Spice Girls type stuff. Um, yeah, it was pretty funny. Like I was obsessed with that that stuff as a kid. And then I guess, but the one most influential album in my life has been Discovery by Daft Punk. Um, and I guess, yeah, that just kind of shows why I have the mask too and how much of an influence they've had on me. I remember hearing... Um, I think one more time for the first time. And I, I was just like, I didn't know music could sound like that. You know, I always thought it was just human, human vocals. And then I heard like the auto-tune type vocals on it. I'm like, how do you do that? And I was, I was like, I begged my parents to go to like the uh, music store, or whatever electronic store, I forget. It was probably Future Shop or like whatever we had in Canada. But yeah, I really wanted to get that album. And I just listened to that front to back all the time. Nice, nice. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because everybody's answer is different. Um, but, you know, did, obviously you talked about the influence a little bit too. Uh, curious because what's, what's really funny to me is, uh, you know, that, that sample that you had, the Bobby Caldwell one, the Can't Let Go. Uh, I played that not too long ago, just in my house. And my wife says, she goes, oh, this is from the Tupac song. I was like, yo, you got to be kidding. This is Bobby Caldwell. Like, what are you talking about? So, I'm I'm interested to know where you would have heard it first. Like, did you know the Bobby Caldwell one? Did you hear the Tupac version of it? Like, what did you hear first? Yeah, I guess going back to my um, 
my uncle being a DJ, he uh, gave me, I remember he gave me just like a hard drive of songs, like, because I was starting to get more into DJing um, when I was like 12 or so. And then I just kind of, yeah, go through my playlist. And I just, I saw that song in there. It was the Bobby Caldwell version. Um, I didn't actually know the Tupac version up until like a couple years after discovering that. So yeah, shout out Bobby Caldwell. Yeah, no, no, I'm big, big fan of that. So do you collect vinyl? I mean, I have like a little bit of vinyl of just whatever this artist I like, but I don't have something too comprehensive. I mean, my uncle, he had like this whole wall filled of uh, vinyl records that just kind of sit at their uh, their basement. So yeah, I looked through that as a kid. Nice. And then obviously you work on the Web3 side, you've made music on the Web3 side, you have vinyl. So uh, I feel like the value proposition um, in the event that you were able to hear something that, that really resonated with you would make sense. Do, do you collect? I collect vinyl or music NFTs? Or NFTs, sorry. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was, I got into crypto like 2017 or so, but that was me trying to make money because I was a broke college student slash starving artist. Um, so yeah, I was just kind of doing a lot of degen stuff. Um, but that's what ultimately got me into Ethereum and all that. And I, I just kind of like accepted loss. I'm like, oh, this is, I'm either going zero or like really high. So I was just like, okay, I'm not going to sell it, take the loss, which is a good thing that I did because um, I got that. And then, yeah, I just got involved with the whole NFT euphoria, which was, I guess by happenstance, yeah, the uh, pandemic happened and by some kind of weird uh, string of events, I got into algorithmic art and like, more 3d visual stuff and i guess that's what this was in 2020 that's what led me into the uh nft space and yeah it just kind of made sense for me you know digital artists have always not been able to cat or make find value in their um in their art and like something that's infinite infinitely replicable replicable um it's just yeah hard to capture value now now we have nfts yeah, now there's all sorts of upside and who knows where it'll end up going. But, uh, you know, you, you got a pretty good, like, even some of the things where, you know, even if you were just messing around. So, like, I did stumble across where you made, uh, it looked like you made a beat a day for, was that a, a month straight? Um, even if you did some of that stuff like that, you know, there's value in that sort of thing where, uh, you know, you can do that sort of thing as additions or one of ones. Um as far as I know, I, I didn't find anything that was like 1155s. It looks like you do mostly one-of-ones. Is that accurate? Yeah, I, I'm still like trying to figure out what I want to do in terms of like, I feel like I should be experimenting more not really thinking about it. Just kind of minting my whole back catalog of things. Like I barely even put stuff up on even Web2 platforms because I'm like, oh, I made the music. No, I don't want to just like so much work to promote all this stuff and i was honestly like super burnt out after uh putting out insecurity because i did everything myself um but yeah i guess this next uh um chapter in my life just figuring out how to work with a team now 
um, and giving up more control. I think that's a common theme. I've seen that lately where there's been a lot of people, um, notably like I've, I've spoke to Black Dave about it, um, Pat Jr. And, and some others. Um, and it's just, I think a lot of times everybody just kind of gets used to doing everything, but at the same time, especially on the web three side, like you doing everything on your own and then rolling it out to DSPs and all that too. Like it's a lot of work, um, especially the promotion. And it's just like this persistent, consistent thing that you have to do all the time. So, um, what I, I guess it might be easiest for you to maybe tackle it in pieces. Uh, if there's one part that you're like right away, like, now nah, I'm cool with that. Like if I can find the right person that I line up with, like, what would it be? Would it be like promotion? Would it be, I, I'm almost certain it wouldn't be mixing or mastering with you. Uh, but you know, what, what part would you be like, okay, cool. Like let's, let's start to put this person on my team or that person on my team. Yeah, I guess, um, like immediately, I feel like I'd want to almost get a label to sign just like singles and kind of test run stuff. Um, I think, yeah, the just getting stuff out to the audience, I guess the marketing part is the biggest thing like I don't want to do because it's like kind of weird with trying to share my stuff um because i'm like oh i made it here you go go listen to it but i realized yeah people gotta you need the right channels and distribution to get it to the people that would actually listen to it um and yeah the i mean the visual aspect of it um pretty much yeah i'd probably get visual artists to do the cover art and stuff like that and I'm just like realizing how it's not that much work if I just go for like the MVP version of a releases event and just be consistent with it ultimately that's what would be the most beneficial but sometimes I just like overthink things instead of just putting it out you know well I think we all do but for sure for sure like and, and I can understand that um and that's that thing. Um, you know Jonathan Mann, right? Yeah, Song and Day, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we ha we had him on here like a few months back, and obviously, like the guy just is like insane with the amount of work that he puts out. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that he said, and it, I I think it rings true just across every field, is he was like, I don't know what's gonna hit. I like he's like I I made a lot of music and I have no idea. He's like so the the one track that he made that baby yoda one that really blew up mm -hmm. uh which is natalie's favorite by the way like i it pretty, is that confirm yeah i'm pretty sure natalie like plays that and like i love that song. in the shower to baby yoda not in the shower but definitely after <laughs> but um it's funny because he gave percentages he was like 70 percent of what i do i feel like is average and i might get these other two wrong but i think he said like 15 percent of what he does is bad and then 15% of what he does is good, but he never knows where it's going to fall on the spectrum in terms of who likes what. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I, I think there's just something to be said there for, uh, you know, you know what you, you know what you bring to the table. Uh, and obviously, like, you do everything. So uh, I think you just getting it out there and letting it be heard uh, is probably the most important thing, right? Yeah. 
I've been just like, you know, trying to come to terms with not overwhelming myself and just doing things uh, bit by bit, bit by bit, which is actually something I've learned recently. Shout out to Reef. He's my good friend, um, manager, a catalog. Yeah, just like work, been working with him. Um, yeah, it's been a good learning experience of how to like do things, bite-sized pieces. And I, yeah, as I work a catalog, I'm just like thinking of things of how to apply that to music and using that framework of knowledge. Yeah, for sure. And that's got to help too, because I'm sure you, like, I know you're on the, on the dev side, right? So like maybe you don't see all of the, the artist rollouts, but I'm sure there's got to be some, you know, I, for lack of a better phrase, but some osmosis, right? Like that you see that mm-hmm. you receive and you kind of see what works and what doesn't type of thing. Right. Yeah. I think, it's it's funny because like I see a lot of the parallels of creating product and writing software and applying that to um, almost music, and which is what I I'd like to explore that realm of um, or that yeah that intersection of where things could go from there if I do apply more of like the software engineering aspect onto just yeah just musician or just like that whole uh space what do you what do you mean um so like you're talking like ai type stuff yeah i like hudson i see myself at like a fork in the road i'm actually in la right now um i've been living in vancouver for my whole life um but recently or i guess a month ago i came to la for a week to perform at fwb fest and then i had just like a series of meetups and hanging out with music homies that led to like, honestly, I felt the most productive in music uh, in that one week in the past three years, I was in Vancouver. So I just had to take the chance to come out here. Um, and yeah, by chance, I was able to stay at my um, homies place, uh, Mike Gao. I hit him up and now, yeah, I'm just here right now. Um, but I'm exploring the, I know I want to go towards more of a, uh, I guess a virtual artist kind of side and exploring what it means to create an infinitely, infinitely scalable artist. Um, Cause I mean, I, I know that idea might even be controversial because it's like oh art you know the reason you listen to an artist is because they're unique and it's it doesn't feel robotic but i feel like there's a very interesting design space there in terms of like what and yeah linking that to what catalog's doing with uh curation i feel like we eventually will all just become creators and just leveraging ai and all these tools to create things i mean you see the whole dolly stuff happening and yeah i yeah, generated art and we all already have kind of something for music with open ai's jukebox as well which has been crazy um but yeah i'm i'm just like and and the holly plus stuff too right there's like a very interesting lane that's appearing and i feel like it's almost obvious that that's what's going to happen in the near future yeah it'll be really interesting and in, in- 
we didn't even really touch on this, but like we're seeing more and more performances, you know, in the metaverse too. So yeah, some somebody can do it from a studio or from their home or from the garage or from the bedroom type of thing, and still yeah, still perform and and bring that to people. Which, you know, t- to be completely honest with you, I'd be surprised if um if IRL type of like music events go away. But what I wouldn't be yeah. surprised about is if those all of a sudden all pop up, like you know, you got your favorite person playing in LA or New York or London or wherever it is. And now all of a sudden, you know, if I'm holding their NFT, I can go watch that live in the metaverse type thing. So um Yeah. I definitely think that's coming. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like we have this weird almost uh responsibility to create some sort of like some sort of ethical um standard. Like, you know, we see the FN like the FN Mecca controversy. Um, and a lot of, um, what major labels are trying to like get into the space and just like, you know, the, whatever board ape NFT music group. Um, I just feel like that's the direction that, oh, we're just recreating existing or existing power structures, but in NFT form. And that's just, like a feeling I makes me very pessimistic about. So I'm just, yeah, trying to figure out how to. It's what base layer kind of will be composable to essentially be more of a reference point to kind of keep everything cohesive rather than some like pessimistic um, lane that I've just, I guess, been jaded for working in this in- industry for a while. Yeah, think- yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Shut up, Jerry. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think more so than standards, because I um, <laughs> get out of my life, please. Uh, you and Kane. Um, I think more than quote unquote standards. I, somebody invited me to like this workshop for next week about like metaverse standards. I'm like, I don't know any of these people. <laughs> I don't know if you guys hang out here, or whatever. And it kind of made me like mad sketch. And I'm, I, I just want like people that are working on standards people like you that are actually like invested in the space and like participating and engaged here to be the one to like to create those standards but i think more so what i'm interested in is um kind of reestablishing and putting some rebar in the cement around like social consensus social consensus that is a horrible english word by the way um so so we can actually like put our foot down when we see things that are not in alignment with the space or to have these conversations around um, FN Mecca or last last week, um, some folks in a DAO that I participate in were having this conversation about an unnamed individual. And I'm just like, why does all of our things have to revolve around these same people? Like, I really would love for us to like explore like Latam and what's happening across like the African continent and also with all these other like artists that are in the space. And so I was super like disturbed by it. And so I, I think more so than anything, like I would love to see more social consensus and get back to that because that like when I first came into the space like years ago, like that's what it was. Like if you were not like if you were disrespecting like the neighborhood, like it was a problem. And so and so we've gotten so far from that and people like misaligning with the culture that crypto is and it's actually quite disturbing to me and I feel like a grandma saying get off my lawn but like I and again like AI has been around a long time like in Japan and Korea there were like a whole like slate of like years where they're pushing out like AI band after like um, Vocaloid bands and all these things like 
by the dozens. And so like, I'm pretty like used to kind of seeing these things exist. However, in Web3, I believe we can do more to build community around like those beings. There's also like the virtual being summit and that whole like community as well, which you might be interested in. They're very interesting to say the least. Um, and so like, what does it actually mean to build community around like these beings? What does it mean to kind of interact with these things? But also more importantly, to, as I always talk about, and like you mentioned like a little bit earlier, giving ourselves space to like just experiment and build the things and create the things and work in tandem with the devs and the creatives because there's, <laughs> I feel like there's like this weird rift happening at the moment. And I really want artists to just like experiment and enjoy the moment and but also document like what we're doing at the moment. So I, I, I love the things that you're talking about. And I look forward to seeing like, what that actually looks like as, as looks, I feel like my English is weird. I've been talking like all kinds of languages today. Um, what that looks like, um, moving forward over the next like few years and what this space can be. And I think these virtual beings, whether you're AI or like humanoids or a hybrid of all all of the above or even like creating new beings um I, I think we need to just experiment and like hold space for that and not always like producing nfts or the things for like um cons to, to consume or to like look at um what are how are we pushing the space forward and if we're going to create standards it has to be people like yourselves and other folks that are indebted to this space so that's my dissertation for today you got to get out of the way when you hear the gunshots just fyi um no i agree with you and 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 Hudson, you had mentioned that um you were you were concerned that uh and you see a lot of the um, kind of the same things just being recreated again and i think a lot of people do uh and i, I think uh if you especially if you've been hanging out here for a while now like you're like man why why is you know why are we moving in that direction why are we moving in that direction and, it, and you know really the, the why in most cases is because of money um so i, I do understand that but uh, it, it can definitely be um, disheartening when you see people bring together three board apes and get an M&M's deal and they're talking about how great this music is and blah, blah, blah. So um, kind of co-sign on uh, everything you guys are saying there. Uh, we do have about 15 minutes left. Uh, and just because I really, really, really love this sample, and I know I talked about it earlier, I'm going to play a little bit of this Bobby Caldwell can't let go sample um, that you, you put together and uh, and then we'll we'll come back for our final round of questions. Oh, 
That cheering is actually Natalie, just so you know. We've uh, we've gotten a license for all that. So, um, but I love that Bobby Caldwell sample. And like, honest to God, man, like I know all like I don't know what it is. I always remember the lyrics to songs, but like I sing along to like those songs. And my wife is like, "How do you know these words?" Um, and for whatever reason, like words just yeah, I remember lyrics. I remember song lyrics. So really, really enjoyed that one. Um, the the fluctuation of like the low key, the heavy bass, the the, the dance side of it. Um, Nelly, you were jamming out, right? Hell yeah! Um, also, it's funny that um, probably the majority of black people didn't realize Bobby Caldwell was white till like last year, probably. <laughs> but yeah, I love I love that song. Uh, shout out to Blue Eyed Soul. Also, Natalie. So on his um. You know what, and Hudson, I want to ask you about this too. So, like, I know you did uh, thirty beats a day, or thirty beats a day, a beat a day for yeah, thirty days. Yeah, put him in a sweatshop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not a, yeah, you're dead after that one, bro. I want to change you to the wall on that. But um, a beat a day for thirty days. Uh, talk about that, and, and like, what did you learn? Like, did you enjoy that? Like, would you do it again? Yeah, um, I guess that that was just like sparked out of. Um, uh, at that time, I thought that, oh, I'll just like copy what other people are doing and that's what will blow up. Because I saw, I remember listening to Taku's, I think it was 30 Days for Dilla or one of those ones. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm going to do this same thing. It's going to blow up or whatever. Um, but yeah, for the most part, it just it was more of reassurance for myself uh, showing that I could do that. And it was a good overall exercise um of seeing if i you know if i commit to something and be consistent i can and not overthink things you know just making music because i have a deadline um which is good you know we all need uh, deadlines and restrictions in order to actually put stuff out um but the yeah the it's funny that bobby caldwell or yeah i can't let go that track was the first time I started making something that wasn't like four on the floor. And that was my transition into like from EDM stuff into something that was a bit more um, soulful or a bit, a bit more emotional for me. Um, and yeah, through that track, I was, I guess like during the early SoundCloud days, like uh, I was hit up by this one collective called FET at the time. 
Um, and yeah, there were like, I remember we were all kids, you know, we were just making beats on SoundCloud. We got connected and there were a bunch of cool people that came out of the collective that I met at the beginning. Um, uh, I'm just trying to remember who, who there was, but yeah, everyone's kind of, you know, off doing their thing now. And one of the members is actually an engineer at Selection um, doing the Web3 stuff. And we just kind of like full circle came back to that recently because I, um, uh, I uh, over at Catalog, we were talking with the Selection guys. And yeah, I saw that um, his name's uh, Charlie is over doing uh, stuff. And then, yeah, we just reconnected. So it's kind of cool seeing things come full circle just off of, you know, music. When you say fit, like party, like yeah, yeah, party. Um, I don't think the they weren't French over there um, at the collective, but I guess they just thought it sounded cool. No, so I I kind of know it as like a like a Caribbean word like type of thing. So like in the and so the reason why I ask is like, have you ever done like anything like Caribbean, whether like reggae or soca or anything of that nature? I know that's a completely different type of genre, but. Yeah, I mean, no, not really, but I tried doing some just like dance hall beats back a couple of years ago, trying to, you know, make demos for, and trying to get like A&Rs to push it out and getting whatever pop, pop song type beats. But that's like the closest I probably came towards that. We get Natalie going with some dance hall. For sure, for sure. Um, I know how this question will sound, but of the, <laughs> of the 30 beats that you made for you, for your month long challenge, which one's your favorite? Uh, hmm. <laughs> I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm trying to remember what I made. Um, and Natalie, to give you some context here, he's got a key sweat sample in here. There's a genuine sample in here. Like you'd be getting down. Yeah, Keith Sweat's been whining since like 1983. <laughs> <laughs> and I can tell you for <laughs> I can't even hate on you. Yeah, I think, yeah, around probably, I want to say actually the Justin Timberlake track, um, the flip, it's called Can't Be. I forget what it's sampled though. Um, but yeah, I just had like a homie, he was practicing his like DJ and his scratching skills. And then he was playing like that track and I'm like, oh, I'll flip this today. And yeah, it just ended up being really fun. That's awesome. That's really cool. Um, so we'll pretty much wind it down here. Um, so we always have a segment here. And again, one, one third of our party's missing. So it'll be not nearly as long. But what we like to do here at the end is we like to go in, give shout outs to whoever you want to give a shout out to tell everybody where to find you and if you have any parting words or tell everybody to look out for something uh you know plug away plug um shout out to reef catalog friend manager amazing love you my guy shout out the whole catalog team um shout out mike gal i'm staying at this place in la um shout out fwb that's pretty much how i got into catalog too um but yeah check out my genesis project over in a uh, catalog insecurity and yeah watch out for i'm 
creating or writing up my thoughts with the whole decentralization of artistry um, as a mirror post. So I'm just like, I got to get to it and make a deadline, just do it. And also, yeah, putting out more music. So yeah, watch out for that. Thanks for having me, y'all. Are you Hudson official everywhere? Hudson with a V? Yeah, Hudson with a V official on Web2 platforms. And I've reclaimed it on Web3 platforms as just Hudson. So yeah. And then selfishly, the last thing I'm going to ask before we get into our thing, um, I had posted, I think a week ago, a snippet of your, um, of your video that you made. Are you, are there any plans to put that on glass? I'm, I actually get to talk to Dio tomorrow and like, I can like put the plug in right there. I need that. Yeah. I mean, I'm still like, that was just the first thing that came to mind of where to put it. Um, I still need to figure out where to drop it. Maybe even huddling, you know? Um, yeah, hey. whatever, yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah, I got to figure out the details. I'm, I'm just like lazy, but yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, man, I'm with it. I'm with it. And you know, if there's anything we can help you with, uh, you know, we are, we, we do stuff uh, kind of like uh, an easy way to put social content on chain, but man, even longer form stuff all with it. There's a, you know, Dutchie. I, I know he puts a ton of stuff out on catalog. Yeah. Dutchie. Yeah. So he's put, a, stuff, yeah. yeah, he's put long form content on, on uh, huddle in too. So uh, we're, we're here for it, man. We're here for it. So um I'll give my shout outs real quick. That way Natalie's got, you know, as, as much time as she needs because she's long winded. Go um, away. <laughs> Afuera, as my mother would say. Um, but, you know, shout out Natalie for, for showing up like she always does. Uh, shout out for Louis for taking a Monday off. Slacker. Um, shout out Hudson. Man, really, really appreciate you coming through, um, like diving into the story. I'll, I'll definitely be watching. Shout out to everybody that came through tonight. Um, I see Reef. We got Jackie and Joe down there. Steph. I saw Christina in her earlier. Anybody else that came through, really, really appreciate it. All the support um, is, is always welcome. Um, and, you know, I'll, I'll cut this up. We'll throw it on um, on wherever you listen to uh, to podcasts and, uh, and promote it. So that way, you know, we, we'd like to help get the word out too. So any way that we can help, like I said, we're down for it. Um, Danley, it's all yours. Uh, shout out to Amazon for delivering my new fan. Now I got 12. No, I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> shout out to you, Hudson, for joining us today. It has been super incredible. Every Monday, like, I'm never, like, surprised at the amount of, like, talent and folks that we bring here. And, like, whether it's, like, one person in the audience or, like, 500, it's always a vibe. And so super appreciative of you and I always love a good story, and so I'm gonna be I'm gonna be on that ass and loving to learn more about you and listen to more music and stuff. And so, uh, maybe one or two more shout out. shout out to Jamie Cornelia. I was pretty grumpy all day today for no damn reason other than it was hot, and I got on uh, got off on the wrong side of the bed. I think that's the English idiom. Um, and Jamie had recorded some funny intro thing for like laughs. And it's the simple things in life that bring me joy and jamie is hands down one of the top funny people and top two funny people in this space and she i mean sorry they made my day and so uh and then lastly shout out to cas vegas always checking on me uh the homie homie we have been 
kind of riding together for quite a few years in this space. And so it's, yeah, and we're still here after all the trials and tribulations. So shout out to Kaz. And I think that's it other than Metaverse Music Festival coming up November 17th and the 18th. And so we have a call out for performers, although you'll hit me up on the private end because that's how we have it this year. Um, and also communities to come participate. You can host workshops or host talks or anything. It's a decentralized uh, community driven festival. And this is our second year. Don't care what you heard. We were definitely the first and definitely uh, bring people across the ecosystem and then uh not a shout out but a condemnation fuck near and the whole core team y'all gonna get the smoke on wednesday just saying uh so, uh they have been funding creative dows up there for quite a few years and people get real spicy and want to post like shit in the middle of a thread of women trying to hold folks accountable and i feel some kind of way about it so all, all the whole moderators at Creative Dow got that smoke this morning, and the core gonna get that smoke on Wednesday. So we gotta hold folks accountable and hold them to the T. And I will not tolerate misogyny or people trying to ex- extract funding when we've been putting in work and onboarding people in droves to the near protocol for freaking years. And so y'all gonna get the smoke on Wednesday. This is just a warning shot. That is it. Thank you. I will leave on a high note and shout out to Steph. Uh, just a beautiful human. Please follow her. That is it. That is it. And Black Tape, I love you. Like I said, you got to duck when you hear those gunshots, bro. Um, and do want to make a special announcement, too, for anybody that missed it earlier. Natalie will be posting her Amazon wish list in just a little bit. Um, she's looking for a full-time sugar daddy. Uh, applications are in the DMs. Let her know. Get out of here. I don't want no Web3 sugar daddy. Some of y'all scare me. I ain't even gonna lie. I'm not gonna wake up to you wearing loafers and tight shorts. Not happening. Some of y'all crypto bros, y'all need a stylist, not a sugar baby. There's nothing wrong with hoochie daddy shorts. Get out of here. Um, Hudson, thank you again, man. We really appreciate you. Enjoy the music. Keep doing your thing. Put it out there. If there's any ever anything we can do to help, happy to do it, whether it's on Music Mondays, Huddle In, myself, Natalie, happy to do it, man. Appreciate you. Um, and we'll see y'all around. <laughs>